Hello and welcome back to Equity, the Tech Brunch podcast, where we unpack the numbers and the nuance behind the headlines. This is Alex. It is Monday, May 16th, 2022. And well, we have a lot to talk about. Let's do it. Starting off with markets this morning, let's take a look around the world. Over in Asia, stocks are mixed. Chinese stocks are down kind of on lackluster economic data, though I didn't find any of the numbers that surprising, frankly. Anyways, European stocks are mixed, though I would say mostly down. And here in America, stocks are set to open lower, though do check for yourself by the time you listen to this because, well, things have been variable lately. Turning our lens over to crypto, things are pretty flat this morning after last week's mess. Don't forget that last Monday, crypto started off pretty nasty and then kind of stayed gross all week. So perhaps this week we can start neutral and then manage that. It would be really great to not think about crypto prices for, I don't know, 30 minutes. And I just want to say that there were a number of mass shootings in the U.S. this weekend, and my country's inability to get to grips with how to prevent massacres has me pretty sad this morning. So if I lack some of my usual zip, it's because it can be a little bit hard to focus on tech news when racist terrorists are targeting and killing our fellow humans out of deranged hate. I was reading coverage of the damage wrought last week by the implosion of the Terra stablecoin and its sister token Luna this morning. The pair formed a so-called algorithmic stablecoin by which, without a traditional set of backing assets, Terra would stay at its $1 peg. Now, as you know, that went to hell last week, killing Terra and Luna in the process, depleting its foundation's assets, which were used to try to prop up the coin. And it also, as it turns out, took a bunch of venture capital money with it. Now, according to Crunchbase data this morning, Pantera Capital, Coinbase Ventures, Polychain, Binance, and others invested more than $50 million into the company, a company whose core model is now generally considered to have been far too optimistic for its britches. Now, there are two ways, two places, two methods from which we can go from here. We could be a jerk and mock the investors who put their money into something that managed to blow up and harm a great host of their other investments. Or we could just note at this juncture that at least some of the money going into crypto projects from the so-called smart money is pumping the more ambitious than the practical. Let's go with the latter this morning as it's a little bit too early to get into a fight. Now, one more thing. Bloomberg wrote a few days ago that the crypto quote market downturn could chill white hot valuations in crypto. Well, maybe. They were already slowing. The new question ahead of us is not just how much money crypto-focused startups will be able to raise in the downturn, but also what type of startup will actually be able to raise. I suspect that algo stables or algorithmic stable coins are kind of out the window, but what else or what other model is going to prove passe as investors rethink their crypto venture activity? Good question to have in the back of your mind. I have some good news, and it's that startup layoffs are actually accelerating, comma, Hear me out, I'll get to the good news at the end. Now, one tracker, layoffs.fyi, was hugely useful during the March 2020 startup snap recession that occurred in the wake of the onset of COVID that year. Now the tracker is back to useful status with tech layoffs and startup layoffs rising once again. So the question really is, how quickly are things changing? Well, the partial datasets historic information shows that startup layoffs peaked in the second quarter of 2020 which is pretty reasonable given that March, when all this kind of kicked off, is the last month of the first quarter. Before reaching a series of lows between Q4 2020 and Q4 2021, those are now the months that we might call the latest technology golden era. Regardless, layoffs are ticking back up with Q1 2022, similar to the first quarter of 2020 in terms of total positions cut, although spread out across fewer numbers of companies. Now, the current quarter, the second quarter of 2022, is already loosely tied with the first quarter of this year's layoffs, despite only being half over, so the pace is accelerating. 
That said, at the current pace, we're going to see around 15,000 known startup positions deleted this quarter, a far cry from the more than 60,000 that layoffs to FYI tracked in the second quarter of 2020. So yes, things are changing, but the startup employment scene is only fractionally as bad as it was two years ago. So there, I promised it, there's your good news. Turning to startups, I have a neat round for you this morning. Flexport NYC are backing a company called Topship, one word, which is based in Nigeria and was, quote, founded in 2020 during the pandemic when co-founder and CEO Moses Inawali noticed a surge in merchants' needs for shipping parcels and cargo outside Nigeria. That's according to TechCrunch reporting. The round caught my eye as it has a CVC component or a corporate venture capital component, something that I've been writing about quite a lot lately. Over the weekend, I took a look with my friend Anna Hine at the pace of CVC investment and honestly found it to be stronger than expected in the first quarter of this year. That matters as we can see CVCs let go of some of their financial goals and instead focus more on buying the most promising portfolio companies that they have helped grow as private capital becomes more scarce and tech companies look for new growth in markets that they have yet to tap. Now, every CVC has two objectives. One is to make money and the other is to find strategic opportunities. And as the economy changes, I expect the pendulum to swing from financial returns to strategic help. And that means that we could see a lot more CVC deals this year. Now, this is not to say that Topship is destined for Flexport ownership, but it's instead a reminder to keep tabs on which CVC parent companies might have the cash to get acquisitive this year, because that might tell us what we'll see the most startup M&A. I'm not going to get into the details of the crime this morning, but one of my country's mass shootings this weekend was live streamed. Per the New York Times' Kellen Browning on May 14th, 2022, and I quote, Officials said the gunman broadcast the attack live on Twitch, the live streaming site owned by Amazon that is popular with gamers. Twitch said that it had taken the channel offline within two minutes of the violence starting. The channel's page said that it was only, quote, currently unavailable due to a violation of Twitch's community guidelines or terms of service. Now, I'm just going to say this clearly. Technology kicks ass. This weekend, I played a bunch of Anno 1800 solo, and then I hopped on Xbox to play Destiny with one of my oldest friends. And variously, I used game stores, password managers, Xbox's VoIP service, and a host of other services and tools to kind of make it all happen. Even more, my, my parents recently moved to iOS, which means that I can now video chat with them at any hour of the day, which feels like magic, frankly, if your loved ones have been platform locked up by Apple for like a decade. At the same time, there is a balance in the tech world, and especially the technology business world, to invest greatly in product and growth and a little bit less in safety. And I know why this is the case. It's because investors want fast growth with their capital, hopefully ensuring fat returns. That's valid, and frankly, that's how capitalism functions. But I wonder if we should also consider that slightly slower growth with greater investment in safety to make, I don't know, products a bit more secure or you know, less likely to be used for violence and hate to be long-term prudent. A modest deceleration in growth to make room for more safety work would be a trade-off that a mature industry and investor set could argue for. At this point, it's clear that any technology communications tool is going to have a Nazi problem, a harassment problem, and a troll problem. Those issues are de facto for any technology communications tool, period. And I guess my point here is more of a request, but what more can we do to try to prevent something as lovely and connecting and entertaining as technology to not be used to foment and incite hate? And as a corollary, are we doing enough? And as a tertiary point, where should we shift the dollars to put our money where our mouth is? And that is this morning's show. Sorry for having yet again another episode of kind of just sad things in order, but eventually the news will get better and we'll talk about that. 
Until then, you can follow the show on Twitter where we tweet under the handle EquityPod. You can follow me on Twitter where I tweet under the handle Alex because it's my name. This is not a live show week for equity, so we will see you Wednesday morning and Friday morning in your podcast player of choice. Hugs. We'll talk to you then. Bye.